Welcome. This is the CGMI Living Springs Gospel Podcast. Stay tuned as you listen to the Word of God. I'll try to continue the series this morning. And God will do what God. All right, what does it mean to understand? Because understanding is from the word understand, right? So what does it mean to understand? Let's let's do it together. Let's let's start together and then we'll continue. What does it mean to understand? When you say understand, how many of you have ever used that word before? You ask somebody, do you understand? Have you ever said it? Come on now, let's talk back. Have you ever said it? Okay, so what does it mean? Eh? I I didn't get that. Yes, sir. To interpret an information you have acquired. Ah, my Jesus Christ of Ukoni. Ah, ah. To interpret an information you have, you have acquired. That's true. That's true. That's like, that's like your, your CPU, right? Converting the things you're writing to the binary numbers for a system. Abi, what's it going for? Adi try, Abi. Adi try. Okay? So the ability to interpret an information is what it means to understand. I agree. Who else? Every other person don't lock up. Immediately we heard that, that definition. There was a shutdown. Sir, you shut down everywhere. <laughs> eh? That's okay. We can go with this one, Abi. Eh? You want to you want to give us another one? We should bid on it. <laughs> All right. Okay. All right. What else? Can we? Can you put up? So that we'll be seeing the things that are there. Okay. Outside understanding, we have um, your purpose, right? What is your? Come on now, what does your mean? In English, what, what is your? Huh? Come on now. Is it noun? Is it plural? Is it adverb? Is it adjective? Is it a verb? Is it what? It's a pronoun. Eh. Even even Barisama did never look at you. <laughs> it's a personal pronoun. It's a personal pronoun. <laughs> it's a possessive pronoun. <laughs> pronoun of the menu. <laughs> okay. What is purpose? Aim. Okay. What else? Don't worry, I'm taking chorus answer today. I don't want to be walking and giving you mic. So you can give me the chorus answer. What is purpose? Come on, are you in church last Sunday? Abby? What is purpose? Reason. Reason. Okay. Hello. 
The more people are delaying me, the more the time is. I'm looking at this counter. Yes. Something very more. Something commissioned to. Ah, yeah, yeah. Jesus. Let's be honest. <laughs> your choir likes to build on things. Are you guys bricklayers? What should count down? You have some day. <laughs> so, interpreting information, right? Of something commissioned. So I'm defining it now without looking at my note. So understanding your purpose is your ability to interpret the information regarding whatsoever has been commissioned to you. Hello? What is calling? What is, okay, if you are called with me, how many of us are called here? Say, I'm called. Hello? Are you called? Come on now, then wave me now. If you are called, wave. You are called, right? Who called you? Eh? Who called you now, and what are you called to? So since you are called, what does it mean to be called? To what? To be invited. To be what? I didn't hear you. To be summoned. To be invited. To be summoned. Okay, what else? Beautiful definitions this morning, you know. We're defining the series, right? Yes. Hey, Jesus. Let's build on that, right? <laughs> so, <laughs> you guys, you guys are you guys are doing well this morning. You're doing very well. You're doing very well. Okay, so 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 what's not so can we can we try to define everything together? Can we go? All right, one, two, three, go. Sorry, hold on. I want to give him an Amadi mic. Okay, so I should not give him. So let me not give him. So interpret the information, right? You have received concerning what? The commission or activation of what? Of what now? Of the instruction you have received in life. Right? Beautiful, beautiful definitions. Your ability or what trying so this month, what, what, what we're trying to do this month is to help us understand or help us interpret what we have been commissioned and activated to do. Because each of us have been commissioned 
and we have already been activated. What activates you is the Holy Spirit. Right? As long as you have the Spirit of God, you have already been activated. So your call is already supposed to be functioning. If your call, if you cannot yet make proof of your call, then I will question the activation you were activated. Maybe your activation key has expired. And if it has expired, it will lead me to the conclusion that you were activated by parated key. Hello? <laughs> so if you don't understand this, the Holy Spirit does not expire, right? So if you have the Holy Spirit, you're supposed to be functioning as you, are so, as, as you were created to function. So if you're not functioning the way God created you to function, and you say you have the Holy Spirit, then I dare to question the Holy Spirit you say you have. In fact, I make bold to say that you truly, maybe, most likely, you are a photocopy. You are not yet your original self. All right? All right, I'm going to try and stand now. <sighs> okay. To understand also means to know the meaning of something, to be thoroughly familiar with the character and nature of something or someone. Purpose is the reason why something exists. So the reason why you exist, that's your purpose. Cause speaks of appointment or office. That's why I said I love the definitions. Because they touched on everything I'd written down. Cause speaks of your appointment or your office. And every one of us has an appointment or every one of us has been appointed by God. Every one of us has an office. But how can you know your purpose? When you do not know yourself. So to understand purpose, you must be able to ask yourself basic questions. There are three questions I'm going to ask us this morning that is supposed to help us understand or come to know our purpose. Because you must know something to understand it. Or at least you must have an idea that something exists before you can start to interpret it. Shabby? Good. First question. Who are you? Who are you? When you hear that question, what comes to your mind? Identity. You know, I like Paul more than most of the other guys that wrote scriptures. Because amongst all of them, Paul was one person that knew himself. Every time he's writing, he will say, I, Paul. I, Paul, an apostle, he understood who he was. Do you know Paul was a lawyer? He never introduced himself as I, Paul, the barrister of the law. Why? Who are you? Question two. Where are you from? Let's go back to question one. The reason why a lot of us try so hard to be like a lot of people is because we do not know who we are. 
Sorry, ladies, I'm not attacking you. That's a disclaimer, right? I'm not attacking you. I'm just going to use you for an example. Okay? The reason why most of you are in church the way you are right now is because you're not comfortable in your own skin. If rain is to fall and we tell all of you to stand there, some of you will never enter church back. Because in your mind, you think you're not good enough without the extra things you put on your face. The reason why you think you're not good enough is because you do not love yourself. You have not come to realize that you are special the way he made you. (laughs) Reverend, myself, I'm not here. Okay, it's probably my cousin that is talking. It's not me, oh. Once I drop this mic, I'll come back to church. But you see a lot of extra things today in church or in the world, right? Your hair is not good enough for you. Your body shape is not good enough for you. Nothing about you is good enough for you. In fact, some of us pastors traveled recently and one person was telling me, ah, look at my tummy. And I asked a simple question. When we get to heaven, will the angel be looking at six pack? I said, I'm comfortable with my one pack. Okay? Because I'm comfortable in my skin. You can't, I'm one, I'm one person you can't talk down. Don't worry. You say, ah, you're not tall enough. I like it like that. Ah, you're fat. Uh-huh. I kill you. I like being fat. He said, but you cannot run. Why am I running? The wicked run it when no man pursues, and I'm not a wicked person, so I'm okay. If you're athletic, thank God for your life. I ain't gonna try and be like you. That's not possible. I'm from Edo State. I was born bred there. So no matter the English I know and I speak, sometimes my beneath tongue used to come out. It is the way I am. I'm not trying to change it. Right? Who are you? Until you know who you are, you keep trying to be a lot of things. And as long as you're trying to be a lot of things, you will never come to a place where you fulfill purpose. I'm not Reverend Amal. He's an absolute teacher of the word of God. When he's teaching, I will stand here and be breaking grammar. All the law school that I went to, he'll be using it to shine. My brother, I did not even do law. Talk of go to law school. I studied how to count money. And how to look at, at look at economy is different from all those grammar. We don't speak grammar, we speak number. Nera and Kobo. That's the one I like. Hello? Who are you? Then where are you from? I'm not asking you where you're from in terms of your, your village. I'm Igbo. I, I know some of you when you just say where are you from, you just thought about it. I'm Igbo. Or I'm Yoruba. I'm Benin. Where are you really from? Know this. Until you know who you are, you will never be able to identify where you're from. And until you identify where you're from, you will never be able to know who you are. Because where you're from is what gives you your identity. And your identity is what reveals where you're from. 
sometimes we, use, we need to also go philosophical and logical. Amen. These two things help you to discover why you were made. And why you were made is your purpose. So the third question is why am I here? Why am I on earth? Why am I in living springs? This is what helps me define purpose. Every product, every product is manufactured for a reason. Why were you manufactured? I'm not a man. Hello? Say, who are you? I'm a man. No. I'm not a man. I'm not a woman either. Because when God made me, the me that God made was not man. Or was not masculine. In the spirit, there is no male or female. Abi? Have you ever seen man's spirit and woman's spirit? That's to tell you that all the movie you used to watch is fake. When they ask Jesus that for those that have married plenty of people, if they die, who will they marry? What did Jesus say? Come on now, Bible student. Yeah? You're murmuring it now. Yes, you don't, you don't have to say it correctly. Just you can paraphrase. They will never be male or female in, in, in heaven. Why? Because the spirit does not have a different in their gender makeup. That's why when God, scripture says in Genesis 2, male and female created he them, but it was one man he breathed into. Right? Because the spirit has one spirit. It is the physical body that has all the different appendages. So I am not man because I have a hand and I have two legs and I don't have hips. That's why some people are confused because they not think because, you know as a guy you can be fat and have hips. They not think because they have hips they are not women. If they understood that it is not the physical thing that makes you, that the real thing that God made was your spirit. In fact, God made your spirit before he made your body. That's why after molding the clay, the next thing he did was to breathe into it. He did not create the spirit again because the spirit had already been made. So when he said, let us make man, he was talking about let us make the spirit. So he made and then he created. From the dust of the earth, he created. But he made man in his image and his likeness. So why did God make you? Hello? Come on now, tell me. This is my watch, right? I tell Philippi. Can this watch make calls? But there are researchers that make calls. Why can't this watch make call? 
The day I start to press the screen of this thing, I'm saying, oh, is it not, why is it not, why can't I read my messages from here? And you walk and you see me, what would you think? Why is something wrong? Huh? Come on now, why is something wrong? That's not what it was made for. So when you're trying to do what you were not made for, is something not wrong? But the big question is, what were you made for, right? Are you expecting me to give you the answer? In all honesty. Are you expecting that today you will hear what you were made for from me? No? Some people say yes. Some people do not talk because the answer is yes. Ima is laughing behind Adebe. Because his answer is yes. All right. Second Corinthians 3, 6. Let's read. It says, Who also has made us sufficient as ministers of the new covenant, not of the letter, but of the spirit? For the letter killer, but the spirit giveth life. First thing, who are you? You were made a minister. We've talked, right? Now we're looking at scriptures. You were made what? A minister. When God made you, he made you his minister. Of the new covenant. So, you are a minister of the grace of God. You have been called as a minister of his grace. Every one of us is called. But our calling is not the same. What I am called for is different from what you are called for. But at the end of the day, our purpose is the same. Let me quickly drop it because my time is going. Our purpose. I do not have a different purpose from Adebe. There is one purpose that God made. It's like we're all living from here to VI. There are different ways to get to VI. I can choose to drive to Ekbe and go and pass mainland and I'll still get to VI. Is it not VI I'm going to? Even if it takes me two days. <laughs> the purpose is one. When God made man, what did God say? Hello? Come on now. What did God say? Tell me. Eh? Let us make man where? That's Genesis 126, Abby. So I put it up. I want to show you what your purpose is. I want to show you your purpose. I'll show you from different scriptures. Then God said, let us make man in our own image according to our likeness. Let them have dominion. First thing, let them have what? Dominion. Right? All right. So what's your first, what, what's your first, what's your first assignment? What is dominion? To take charge, to rule. So when God made man, the idea in the mind of God was to create an extension of himself 
on earth. God was creating his earthly family that will run earth while he's in heaven. It is never the plan of God to rule earth. Can I say it again? It is never the plan of God to rule earth. He made you to rule. So your responsibility or your purpose on earth is to take rulership, to have dominion. Are you seeing church? Hmm. All right. Acts 13 47. Quickly, oh. Ah, Osawe, Pastor. All right. Say, for the Lord has commanded us, I have set you as what? So, you are his minister. You are his ruler. You are a what? A light to the Gentiles that you should be for salvation to the ends of the earth. In Matthew, what did Jesus say? He says, you are the light of the world. A city upon a hill that cannot be hidden. Hear me. I have never said that your purpose is to do evangelism. Babu. Babu. I have never said your purpose is to hold the mic and start to preach. You are to take charge. You are to rule. Because he has commissioned you as his minister, you're supposed to be a light to a world that is full of darkness. What is your word, your office? The reason, sir, pastor, the reason why you're so good with tech, banking and off banking, is because God has made you a light. So that other tech people in the banking sector we, through the excellency of your practice and your lifestyle, come to know Jesus. You were not made to be an engineer. Engineering is the skill that God has put inside of you to help you fulfill the purpose. Ah, there's no time to read many scriptures. Bible says, for while he was ascending, right, he gave gifts to men. And to some he made what? Come on now. And to some he made what? Come on, Jesus Christ of Ukoni. And to some he made what? Apostles, others he made what? Others he made what? Others he made what? Why? For the equipping of the saints for the work of ministry. See, we all come, right, to the fullness of the stature of Jesus. So the whole idea is to make me and you look like Christ. If I'm a lawyer, I should make other lawyers come to Christ and look like Jesus. If I'm a footballer, I should make others come to Christ and come to Jesus. The excitement in my heart the day Alison led um, Firmino to Christ was amazing. How many of you watch football here? 
the Liverpool goalkeeper was the one that led their number nine to Jesus. Yeah. You didn't know? How much kind of one are they watching now? That's what people like to do is to do betting. No. When you're watching football, watch everything about it. Why, 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 why did, why did Firmino agree to listen to Alison? He saw a difference. In their own field, he realized that this guy's lifestyle was different from every other person that was around us. And so he wanted to have the kind of life that guy has. So let me ask you a question. In your field as a politician, what difference are you making? You must come to the point where you realize that the end of the game is Jesus. I have plenty of scriptures written here. I sent to Sawe plenty. I'm not reading any. I'll just I'll call, I'll call them when I'm when I'm done. The end of the game is Jesus. You were called. He says, and to some he called or he gave administration, right? Governance. He said to some he gave the, the, the he, he gave healing. To others he gave the working of miracles. He said by the same spirit. And to some he gave the interpretation of tongues by the same spirit. But all these things that he gave is to reveal Christ. If you are not revealing Jesus, you're not fulfilling purpose. Hello? I'll say it again. If you are not revealing Jesus, you are not fulfilling purpose. In your business, reveal Christ. He said, but is that what it means to be called? Yes. That's your office. You know, over the years, they now told us that the five-fold, they now told us the five-fold ministry are the only people that are called. You are either a pastor, a prophet, an evangelist, a teacher, or an apostle. They say it's five. That's what they said. But then Paul started to ask, can we all be preachers? Can we all be apostles? Are all pastors? Are all workers of miracles? Everything he has put in your spirit, he put there for his own use. You know, sometimes, Reverend, we get so spiritual when we say, for we have these treasures in in earthen vessel. That the excellency of God may be revealed, right? What is the treasure that you have in your earthen vessel? You think it's the Robogada, Shakili, Skata, Agbopak, Agbopak, Lada, 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 Aja, 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 Aja. No. He has given you talents and giftings. Your talents and your gifts were given to you specifically and intentionally that he may be able to use those things to reveal himself. What's your purpose? Eh? I didn't hear you. What's your purpose? 
In fact, for those of you that are still struggling to be to the fact whether you are called, what did Jesus tell them? He said, Go into the word and do what? What does it mean to preach? Let me help you now. The word I was used, the Greek word I was used means to announce. How do you announce Jesus? Eh? Through words or lifestyle. So some of us can talk. So we'll talk. But not everybody can talk. In fact, the greatest form of evangelism is evangelism done without words. Those are nominal and passionate about evangelism. So I can, I, can, I can say it here boldly without being afraid. That the greatest form of evangelism is evangelism, evangelism done without words. I thought I said, be a beneath person. You know they come out. They have come for me. Their plan will not work. Evangelism done without words. But the things that you do, let your light so shine before men that they will see whose good work. Not the good work of, of Jesus. So it is your good work that we make men glorify God. Why will men glorify God when they see your good work? Because they come to a point where they know that your good work is not about you, but about the one that made you. Hello? Are you, are you interpreting this information very well? So how do you shine your light? How can you shine your light when there is no difference between you and the next person? Eh? Yeah, a lot of us do not expect that this, this is what I was going to teach today. But that's how it is. <laughs> how do you shine your light when you join them to plan how to destroy someone else? When your friends want to do bad things, that's when they call you. Because they know that when it comes to mischief, you are the chairman. And you wonder why they cannot follow you to church. Because they don't see a difference between you and Satan. In fact, they think that you are the elder brother of the devil. Because the evil idea that comes from you amazes them. And they are not saved. And you are saved. When they want to be corny, Something bad has happened. They are looking for the best light to light. They come to you. But Bible says that Satan is the father of all liars. Now, they are coming to you. Let's think about it. Satan is the father of liars. Your friend is in problem. The person needs to lie. And the person calls you and says, how will I arrange the lie? You understand? What are you? <laughs> you know why you do these things? Because you do not know that your life is supposed to reflect Jesus. Apostle Paul says that you should be, you are, he was talking to the church, he said, you are our living epistle. Right? He was addressing the church. He says, you are our living epistle. Meaning, your lifestyle is a proof 
of our walk with God in your life. So, in Living Springs, you are, you're not my own, you are Reverend Duke, Reverend Ama, Pastor Tayo, Pastor Equiva, Pastor Fidelis, Living Episode. Don't worry about me. That's, that, that's politics. See how this, me, me and your own thing, is political. You, you what? You can build on that. All right. When you live here, what do you portray? You want to make money? You want to make money? Why? I wrote something on, 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 on my status a few days ago. That God is only bothered or commissioned to finance his own project. Right? Why should God finance that thing you want to do when the only reason why you want to do it as a young man is so that you can have enough money to impress babes? What is the purpose for your desire for wealth? What do you want to have? If your wealth does not reflect Christ, and you see, I'm not talking to unbelievers because most of you are thinking, oh, but that guy is not a Christian and he has money. He's not a Christian. Right? Sorry. I don't want to use this word. But is something all wrong for you to be comparing yourself with an unbeliever? I don't say something's not wrong with you. It's a general statement. Is something all wrong? It can be with you or with the person or with the situation. But there's something wrong for a believer, a child of God, the one that has come into the new and everlasting covenant to compare his life with the hidden. So to say, if an unbeliever can be can be rich, eh, he doesn't pay tithe, eh, he doesn't give offering, eh, he doesn't pray, but but he's he's prosperous, and you use that as a yardstick to judge your life. I leave your answer for my opponent to answer because I cannot explain. Listen. For those of you still expecting God to reveal to you what he wants you to do with your life, you're a joker. Because God is not going to reveal anything. When you say you sleep and you see a dream, you thought about it for so long. That's why you now saw yourself doing something. You now say, God revealed to me to come and do this. Listen, he says that will bless the labor of your hand. Meaning anything you put your hand to do, if you are diligent in it, God will bless it. And the reason why he will bless it is because he's going to use that stuff to cause greatness and great things for his name. It's never about you. It's about him. Your purpose is him. Apostle Paul says, in him I live, in him I move, in him I have my being. Everything about your life. If it's not about him, then you're not fulfilling purpose. You're fulfilling your own thing. Empire, my time is up. I'll round up now. You are where you are. You are where you are because you have chosen 
not to put Christ first. Christ is not the center of your life. He's not. He only becomes the center of your life when there's a problem. So, he's your problem solver. He's the anchor when the, when the wind of life is beating you. But when the wind of life is off, you are your own anchor. You are your own compass. Listen, if you are truly a product manufactured by God, then it means your function should come from God. The warranty of your life is backed up by him. The guarantee of your life is backed up by him. You know, there's no between warranty and guarantee. Right? Warranty is, if anything happens, bring it back. Guarantee is, this thing can perform so, so, and so function. They are 100% sure that to perform it. Your guarantee for success is Christ. Except you're no longer a Christian. So in your connecting of wires, reflect Jesus. <laughs> I spoke directly to a friend. In your playing of saxophone, reflect Jesus. Empire giving me time to round up. In your timing. In, in Epotech. Right? As a company. Right? In your, if your company does not reflect Jesus, why do you have it? Huh? An Igbo man is an Igbo man, right? In business. When you meet an Igbo man for business, you know you're meeting an Igbo man. So why can't a Christian be a Christian? Remember one of the questions I asked you? Where are you from? If you are from God, why are you acting like Why are you acting like you are from somewhere else? Let's write these scriptures down. When you get home, please read them. Acts 13, 47, Matthew 5, 14, Acts 26, 16. Let's read Ephesians 2, 10, please. Let me just read it. It says, we have become his poetry, a recreated people that will fulfill the destiny he has given each of us. For we are joined to Jesus, the anointed one. Even before we were born, God planned in advance our destiny and the good works we would do to fulfill it. Remember, every destiny or purpose, every destiny, every purpose is fulfilled by the ability that he has given to you. So for those of you that don't know how to sing, but your singing has given you extra shoulder pad. When you even see Pastor Equifa, you used to greet him before, but now you cannot greet Pastor Equifa again. He's not your guy. 
You can even pass Master Gwepo and use body to hit him. Why? Because they're not calling you from show to show. Abi? So you now have extra shoulder pad. You can raise it. When you see boy, for you to call people, ah, when you want to bridge, you used to bend your head. Now, nah, no more. No more. Why? You are seeing error and cobble. You seem to forget that the reason why God began to help that talent grow was so that you can fulfill destiny. And destiny is about Jesus. Please write Jeremiah 1 5, Judges 6 12. You know, in Judges 6 12, the, the, the angel called, <laughs> called, called he, said, he said, Oh, mighty man. Did he see himself as mighty? Gideon was from a small, was, in fact, his family was from the least tribe, and in his family, he was the least. His family was the least. His extended family, so in the whole of Israel, he was physically the smallest. Or economically the smallest. But in the eyes of God, there was might. The time is small, so let's just write. Go and re- please read these scriptures at home. First Corinthians 12, 27 to 28. First Corinthians 12, 7 to 11. Ephesians 4, 7 to 13. Acts 26, 18. Colossians 4, 17. Mark 16, 15. 2 Corinthians 5, 18 to 19. John 20, to 20, John 20 verse 21. You can read also Obadiah 1, 21. Genesis 1, 26 we read. At the end of the day, It all boils down to people. Right? Your purpose is not to make money. Even when you make money. Your purpose is not to buy a car. Even though you buy good cars. Your purpose is not to be a CEO. Even if you be a CEO of a multinational company, that's not your purpose. Your purpose is Christ. And when I say your purpose is Christ, your purpose is turning men to God. Because that is what it means to rule. To rule and to have dominion is not to give instructions, but to turn men to Jesus. Because I know when I show some of us in Genesis, some of you started to feel, okay, I was destined to become a boss. No. To rule is to show men Christ. How does that how does that translate into ruling? Because as you show men Christ, you establish the kingdom of God. And when his kingdom is established, his power is established. That way, the hold of darkness is broken. Have you not established dominion? Can we rise? Thank you for listening to the CGMI Living Springs Godful Podcast. You can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube at 
CJMI underscore Health Train.